First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes spilling out your sex life on national television. Welcome to game shows, I suppose. Welcome everybody to the Niche Podcast about the one thing that I know something about, game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Jern Haas. We have an interesting episode today as we will be talking about the one and only newlywed game with Shake and Bakey. But before we get to that iconic couples game show, we gotta first get through the news. This has been a very depressing few days uh to say the least here on the news report uh i i there's not been a lot in the world of game shows i mean press your luck season two already wrapped up which tells me card sharks is on its way uh they're gonna probably start taping pyramid real soon as well we still have supermarket sweep and millionaire to debut so all of those are still in development uh they just canceled uh, America Says in the syndicated markets. I talked about that over on Game Show Gumbo Cast, which you can go check out. Um, not only that, uh, it, the numbers for Crystal Maze have been actually okay, $600,000. Um, but other than that, it's been a real awkward, quiet spot. It's been like the Arrow series finale. Uh, the Bachelor has kind of gone a little overproduced, um, and just a lot of firings and layoffs with a bunch of different places, everywhere from College Humor to Netflix, that it's just kind of been a weird, somber place. And that's not including things like the Kobe Bryant passing away uh, in the helicopter incident at the age of 41 with... Uh, his daughter and a bunch of her friends. <clears throat> it's It's been a real kind of rough time, to say the least. Um, there was kind of like, I've tried to find something, anything, just to be uplifting here. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I will admit right now, this is the last thing I've recorded for this recording sequence. Uh, people should know by now I kind of record little bits and pieces uh, throughout the entire week, and I usually do the news last, and I was so hesitant to uh, do the news, but I always do the news, and there was just not a lot of, um, of, of news this week. So I was like, okay, is there a game to review? And Not really. There's not, not a game show. I There's no new game shows. I already watched Spy Games. I've already watched uh, Crystal Maze. So, eh, nothing. I'm still waiting for uh, Ready, Steady, Cook with uh, Ryan Clark Neal. Um, But other than that, being from Los Angeles, being in the area where Kobe Bryant passed away, it's just been very somber. 
Um, and then earlier today, uh, I got news uh, that, well, in the UK world, uh, that one uh, Nicholas Parsons passed away uh, in a short illness at the age of 96. So he lived a long life. Uh, he was famous for hosting this comedy panel radio show for more than 50 years called Just a Minute. Never seen Just a Minute. It was this funny show where um, it was like an improv game show where you had uh, comedians and actors, and they were told you have one minute to talk about this one topic. And there's four things that, that you can buzz in and correct them on. It is repetition, hesitation, deviation, and repetition. Uh, and it was always fun to see like what people knew about something. So it kind of became like a quiz show, but then it also became like a fun improv exercise where sometimes they're not really saying the truth. They're just spilling stuff that sounds real. And it was just, when can you challenge them on something? Uh, and it was such a fun show. Uh, and Parsons also was the host of uh, Sail the Century over there in the, in the 80s. And uh, that was uh, a real fun show. I mean, it was kind of cheap and all that, but but for what it was worth, he was a really, really good game show host for Sale of the Century. And I didn't know until recently, but he was actually a voice in Good Omens. He was uh, the Demon Dagon. Uh, that was always kind of interesting as well. Uh, so, th so it's kind of been a little somber. It's always sad when you see an iconic game show host passed away as well. So... um. So it's 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 a little uh, somber to say the least. Um, I, I I can't really come up with something to to cheer you up, and I feel like saying anything might be kind of weird. Uh, double your dollars in a spin and add a one or on press your luck now, hooray! It just doesn't feel right. None of this feels right. Um, but. I guess that means we can just go straight into the, uh, th the tonight's episode. I'm still recovering from that sick. Um, wow. <clears throat> Hi. How's it going? Uh, so, this week we're talking about Newlywed Game. Before we get to the interview, 
And I just want to give a brief introduction to the show. Newlywed Game is one of the most iconic game shows of all time. The first episodes aired in 1966. I still know the exact date. I'm thinking around July, maybe July 11th. Um, but it was such an iconic game show. And there's a lot of history with the show. A lot of the iconic producers that we talk about here all the time on game shows, I suppose, such as Chuck Barris, uh, have gotten their start here. Bob Eubanks, this was his game show. Now, originally, this is a fun fact here. Originally, it wasn't going to go to Bob Eubanks. It was going to go to a man by the name of Scott Beach. But it ultimately went over to Bob Eubanks. Um, I'm thinking July 11th was the official release date in daytime television. Um, and the first director of the show was Bill Carruthers. Now, if you don't know who Bill Carruthers is, this is also what makes everyone so connected. He was one of these directors of game shows that later went on to make all sorts of game shows, one of which was Press Your Luck. So there is like all sorts of connections here to this weird game show that's all about like what is your husband's favorite food. Uh, and eventually it goes into like talks about making whoopee, which is just having sex. It's the sex talk. Uh, it's one of the weird game shows where it has been on the air for every decade since it debuted. It's been on in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and even the 2000s. I know it's just a stretch because there wasn't anything from 2000 to 2008, but it was 2009 was when they debuted. So technically I'm right. Uh, I'm going on a technicality on that one. <clears throat> but um, in its last version, it aired on GSN uh, with Sherry Shepard and earlier than that, Carney Wilson. Uh, and it unfortunately did end up uh, gone recently, but you know, it always has this iconic moment in the world of game shows, and it's always fun to recollect and see what happened with this show. Why is the show so good? And that's why we have Shake and Bakey here to talk us through it. So let's turn the table. With me on the line is... Bazizio Gamer himself of the Shaky Bakey Estates uh, recently did a huge gaming marathon with Donkey Kong to raise money for the Bernard Sanders presidential run. Give it up for Mr. Shake and Bakey. How's it going, Jordan? Thanks for uh, letting me uh, be on your awesome podcast. I'm happy to be here. I, 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 I've just been like sick the last week. Oh, no. That, that's like... been going around. And so it's like, I've been so out of the loop, and it's like, oh, man, I knew you were streaming, I missed, I felt so bad, and all these oh, things are going on. But uh, I'm so glad you you agreed to do this show. And when I announced this, like, this is the fun part. I, when I announced, like, o almost over a year ago, hey, I'm going to do this game show thing, you yeah. were the first, like, one of the first to not only say I want to do it, you were like... My, my, I want to talk about Newlywed Game. Can I do Newlywed <laughs> I know, game? right? I was like, I have a connection to game shows. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's so funny. And it's, and I just want to say, this simulation's real, I think. 
It, it is, man. Like, it's, uh, I don't know if, uh, well, you said you've been kind of missing out. It's funny, the whole Jack AM marathon for Bernie thing is going on right now. And somebody posted on Twitter, like, there's this Italian couple, and they look like Bizarro, Jack and Kate, and they, they stream do, on Twitch. Because the one has, like, yellow hair. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's wild! It's like, even Bugmane tweeted, like, the simulation stuff, and I'm like, sometimes there's some things that just happen that go, this is way too coincidental. Does this mean that somewhere out there in Italy, there is some guy who's like me and is covering game shows? You never know. There's probably, I'm like thinking, where's my bizarro Twitch person? I need to go look through some streams to find my like German version, maybe. (laughs) No, there's only one shake and bakey. I'm, it has to be only one shake and bakey. Wow. Well, hopefully, I mean, usually I'm able to swipe this username on everything. <laughs> like usually when I sign up for a new service, it's always available. So please nobody's take my name. <laughs> and you recently were doing Donkey Kong. That was your most recent gaming stream. Uh, yeah, yeah. Marathon thing. Yeah. I did the Mario Mariothon. And uh, I was like, you know, let's switch to Donkey Kong country. Cause those, I was like, you know, I've played, through i haven't played through them but i played them before and i like usually use this website it's called howlongtobeat.com and you can kind of gauge how long it takes to beat games and i was like okay it averages out like on the lower end number that i usually use it was like five to six hours for all three and i was like okay i could do that in a day that's 18 that's i've done that before okay um turns out those games are a lot harder when you haven't practiced them and they whooped my butt really really hard (laughs) It's uh, it's a tough game. I I mean, I'm not going to say, like, you know, Donkey Kong, you know, tough, but, I mean, iconic music. I still got to thank you enough for Diddy Kong, (laughs) like, Diddy Kong Racing soundtrack. It's David Wise, the same composer. They're really David Wise from Rare back then. He made some great soundtracks. Now, now, do you want a game show connection with David Wise? Does he have one? Yes, he composed the theme song to the NES edition of Double Dare. No way. Oh, Because that wow, was a okay. rare game. Was <laughs> it really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew they did like a few licensed things here. I mean, they did Goldeneye and stuff. I didn't realize they did Double Dare, though. So that iconic Ed Kelloff. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine him doing like an NES version chip tune. Of it. That sounds awesome. I gotta look that up. That sounds awesome. Uh, it's one of those rare cases. Like I know some of this game show stuff is connected to everything in some form it's or fashion. Everywhere, man. We love our game. Game shows are fun. I mean, like I don't get to watch enough of them. But like, who who the hell in America wasn't the one who stayed home from like school or whatever and watched like Prizes Right at the very least? That that was like the question. It's usually like people's familiar with game shows. Just kind of like. When Jeopardy's kind of on, yeah. if I'm around to see it, or if I'm sick, Price is Right. I love Jeopardy. They're like uh, one of the gyms I used to go to, LA Fitness, um, and I would usually go around the time was Jeopardy was on, and I would love it. I would like almost stop working out and just watch Jeopardy. <laughs> I well, see you're not just training your your muscles; you're training your mind. Yeah, like I I, uh, I was watching, I'm sure you either caught it a little bit of it or all of it, The Greatest of All Time that wrapped up not too long that ago. Was, I, for once, I felt like this game show podcast actually felt like Sports Center for a second. Like, oh, I know, I was super in the sun. into it. The game show guy, he's finally... 
yeah, it's your hell yeah, dude. Everybody's got their calling, and it's like your moment to shine. That like my uh, my roommate was super invested invested in it when it was going on. Like the weekend it was on in between weeks, I was at my parents' house, and even they said they were watching it. I was like, holy shit! There's like people who I don't, you know, I wouldn't think that they were watching normally, and they're like super invested in it. And then everyone tells me the same thing, like, who do you got? And then I said Brad Rutter in three, and that was, like, the complete opposite of what happened. Wow, so you were you wanted uh, Brad? Yeah, Brad really, um, he was uh, <laughs> lagging he to say it. And I just think it's just because he went all in on some of these doubles and just didn't work out. He got a lot of them, too. We were joking about how he kept getting them. And then, like, uh, and then it, was like a, it was a great tournament. And no, it was really I, good. I, I felt I felt like I, I belonged for one moment there, and then here seeing like the ratings, it's like number one this week, Jeopardy Greatest of All Time Tournament. What? Wait, what? <laughs> it's wild. See, I didn't think it was gonna get that big, but I'm you know I I was super. I like would skip things and be like, I gotta go home and watch this. We gotta see. Wessie, is it Ken? Is it going to be James? Is it going to be Brad? I don't know. And then you play the questions, and you're like, "Okay, I'm too stupid for this." <laughs> I got one of the like there. There was a movie quote category, and I was like, "All right, here we go. This is this one I got, I got right." And I was surprised. Like the two thousand dollar one was a quote from uh, Willy Wonka, and I was like, "I know this." I felt so smart. It, that's but I, I think that's the secret to Jeopardy is you feel smart when you know it. Oh, I know, and you look like a dumbass when you're like you know like a carbon or something, and it's a science question. It's like something totally different. You're like, oh, whatever. Today we're going for <laughs> toughest of tough, and uh, <laughs> the one we're doing today, we're we're going into Newlywed Game. A Newlywed Game is one of the iconic game shows. Of, I would say the last 50 years. This is one of the iconic game shows. I hate to say iconic multiple times, but it just, if it wasn't for, I think, this ESP based game show, a whole lot of other game shows would just not exist. Your your kids' streets, your I'm tellings, your parent games, uh, all sorts of different like aspects of a, do you know your teammate? They did it like a newlywed game for like sports teammates on ESPN a while back. Oh, really? That's funny. Uh, yeah, it's almost like a trust fall exercise, but in game show form, because it's like, you know, how well do you know this person? Um, like, it's not what you know, like, just in general facts. It's, like, strictly based on the relationship aspect. Yeah, all right. And the, So I got to go into the detail here. There is some nitty-gritty stuff. The creator of the show, it's two people, Bobby Nicholson and Roger Murr. Uh, Bobby Nicholson was a trombonist. In the big bands in the 30s and 40s. Oh, fun. Like a trumpeter. <laughs> and then <laughs> he was just like, we should do a game show. He, well, he actually used to work in the Howie Duty show, like all of these little oh, things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he met Roger Moore, who worked at NBC at the time. And we love our NBC uh-huh. directors, don't we, right. folks? We love our executives. <laughs> They're uh, the great. We love showrunners, executives, anybody who's like in charge and just kind of like can control who gets what in terms of jobs. We love them. Yes. So this is the fun part. He was because uh, of NBC. He knew a year of NBC directing, and he was because of his tromboning skills. He was in the NBC Symphony, which was at the time their music. They had live bands, performances, and they were the actual house band for the Tonight Show pre-Doc Sevenson with, with Carson. So this was the early, early wow. years. Wow, wow, yeah, old school. Uh, and then under uh, the company with Mirror, they helped create this newlywed game. 
Um, Murder kind of had the idea based on like just asking around things like what's your wife's favorite food and different sort of uh, situations where it's supposed to be like if you're the husband you should probably know like how long does it take your wife to get ready for the morning like stuff like that Uh, and he was kind of the brain of the game show world Uh, he did uh, things usually with a very Ingwright production and and they're kind of like a, a long ago production company so okay. their ideas are usually game shows that aren't trivia based. It's how well do you know your partner or how well do you know what's going to happen next? So Newlywed Game was perfect because the only questions in this show is basically your relationship uh, <laughs> with your partner. Uh, and yeah, your newlywed partner, too. So it's supposed to be like, hey, did you make the right? It always feels like that's the underlying thing. It's like, did you make the right decision? Huh? So when they were pitching the ideas to NBC, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know. You know, this is kind of weird. I don't to be really. This is too taboo. And they send it to Chuck Barris. <clears throat> if you know anything about confessions of a dangerous mind, that Chuck Barris. <laughs> okay. I think the I've... gong show weirdo guy. Okay, yeah, I've definitely seen that. So that weirdo guy who's the host wow. of the Gumption Creator the Gang Show loves train wrecks <laughs> gave the AOK. We're going to hire and we're going to sell this show with you. Interesting. And it makes total sense because when you think Chuck Bear's Productions, you think these crazy ass countercultural, I would say like the, I would hate to say they were provocative. But very like, and this is like the '60s. Like we're still in that dignified. Everyone wears a suit and a tie, and says mm-hmm. "Mr. and Madam," and here's trivia questions. And if you want to win like a thousand dollars, what's like this European capital? And this is a show that's like, no, nah, wear whatever you want, and we're gonna just ask like, what's your husband's favorite sports team? Like that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, or what's his like? Uh, I was watch. I was watching like I watched some of the um, like nineteen uh, sixties run. Like what was a couple episodes, and yeah, the question was like, "What's the masculine trait your husband lacks the most?" Yes. Yeah, so when it got to Barris, and these questions got a little bit more provocative because they realized mm-hmm. you can get away with anything if you ask these questions because they'll be honest with you. Yeah, some of them, like some of the people, it was like not sexual questions, but like their answers were like, and it's so funny too how often they tr- they will like shyly say like sexual things and they'll just like grunt or make a noise. It's like, you know, the, mm-hmm, like, the little like when, they make noises. Whoopee. <laughs> yeah, whoopee and stuff, or his, uh, or like they say the birds and the bees and stuff. They get really cute. The birds and the bees when you're <laughs> slapping skins. <laughs> right. You trade me a swap and spin, you trade in uh, kissies or something. Like they try to get really cutie. They're trying to get really cutesy. And this, in this, yes, this is the iconic game show that brought us one of the most iconic game show moments of all time. Where is the strangest place you've ever made whoopee? And one contestant says, up the a, up the butt. Oh, that's right. Up that, the ass. <laughs> the one that's in every compilation of get funny games. anal moments. sex. <laughs> the joke is anal. <laughs> it, was, it was very forward thinking. Or like, these millennials are going to be all about this. And, it, and everyone's like, for like the last 40 years, it's like, you can't do that. You can't say that on television. You can't do, you can't do that. You can't. Mm-hmm. You and either literally sure enough, can't like nowadays, it would just be like, someone would be talking about eating ass or something. <laughs> like, yeah. The, 
Yeah, they'd be like, uh, so, uh, yeah, fill in the blank. Um, my husband eats my ass like a blank. <laughs> Going to go with a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> right? A tiger or something. <laughs> That's funny. So in the first, uh, so the, and also the game is very easy to understand. It's played in, uh, three, it's played with three questions in round one, three questions in round two. Uh, the, uh, husband, the husbands have to guess the wives answers for 10 points each. And we're just going to go up front. Like they're behind the closed doors, like family feud. Yeah. Can't they're, hear it. They can't hear anything. They can't see anything. They're told th- three questions, and it's very straightforward questions. And then sometimes Bob Eubanks or Paul Rodriguez or any of these hosts would kind of just want to dig a little bit more into why they said that answer just slightly. And sometimes it's very straightforward questions like uh, who does most of the shopping or what's the most common like place you shop? Yeah. Or then it gets or a provocative question like, when you and your husband are in bed, are you most likely to be sleeping, most likely to be reading or watching television, or most likely making whoopee? Yeah, making whoopee. There's the, and then the audience goes, Ooh. And then sure enough, someone says, make a whoopee. And then it's like, ah. <laughs> hey, hey. And then I got to be like, ooh, explain. <laughs> like... And oh, that's then so sometimes, funny. like they're you're thinking the they're going to go that because it's the you know the provocative answer. Yeah. And then when they all come back for the ten points, can you figure out what the answer is? And it's all written on these little cue cards from a cue card guy. Like those are all cue cards. Raise up, and then and then suddenly the the shock effect of if they're wrong, and which is everyone's favorite train wreck, right? When someone gets a question wrong, and they're like, "What?" Yeah, they always have to stop, and then the the the, the husband or the wife has to explain. He's like, "Well, you're always doing like they have to like." Explain. It becomes a couples therapy. <laughs> yeah, they really do. It, and it's and so to me, funny. it's like this is better than any Maury show, better than Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> just putting them on the spot, just be like, "All right, let's see." So, which member of your wife's family do you? Feel, which one of your f- wife's friends is more attractive? <laughs> right? Yeah. The um, like the connection you're saying, because well, my parents were on the newly game, do the newlywed game in uh, the '80s, late '80s, when they were um, with Paul Rodriguez as the host. And one of the questions that my dad got was, you know, like um, one of the traits that, you know, he wishes you had blank like your friend blank. So it'd be like what what body part or whatever you're missing that you wish you had that your wife's friend has. <laughs> I was like really putting him on the spot. And, <laughs> just, and it's like, you know, if you're if you're right on the answer, it's like, OK, that's OK. But if you're wrong on the answer... <laughs> It's really opens them up to get wrong on the two parters too, where it's like two blanks. It's like that's asking a lot. Like you gotta really, really dig deep. And it gets into the and then it becomes like vicious, <laughs> some of these. Uh then yeah, in yeah, round like, uh no, it's five points right in round it's ten points, and then I believe in round two wait, no, it's five points and then ten points. Uh, that's right. Yeah, go by original rules. Five points in round one with the guys answering for girls and then switch the rules up for round two, but two questions are worth 10. And then the third question is called the bonus question worth 25 points. It's like the ace in the hole. It is the, but the thing is, is usually that's the most like open ended question of the entire show. It's so hard. Yeah. Like that one's like so fucking 
well, like, I think, um, I was, I think the one for my parents episode was, I was like rewatching it again was, um, a, a, it was like a, th- a multiple choice. It was like, it, would he be like, uh, when you have a fight, is he a big baby, a big bully, and uh, maybe a big something else? Like there was three ones. So it was like kind of a, a 33% chance you're going to get that 25 points. So I was like, oh, that's not bad. And it's just, it's very, it, to me, I like that because it becomes like, this is the big question. This is the most important one. Uh, then at the end, if there's a tie, there's like a number game and it's a random. We decided based on who's closest to this number, you win. Yeah, it's just like, we just need to wrap this up. So We, just need random, we don't care. <laughs> really, this one this... wraps up so quick, I feel like. This out of any game show where they just like, they're the winner, okay, and this is what they want, and then they like rush through it, I feel like. Yeah, they did. Now, originally, it was second honeymoons, because that was the idea. It was like, oh, you got married. Well, you're both going on a trip to Jamaica. You're going mm. to Hawaii. You're both going to like, it's like a tropical cruise. Yeah. Uh, and then near like the when you get to Paul Rodriguez's version, that becomes more of I don't know if it's just because budget reasons, but they were kind of going for more game show. So it became more like camping gear, furniture, kitchen appliances, a refrigerator, and that yeah, wasn't they, the case with early <laughs> Newlywed Game as well. So they were they trying can't, to take uh, they can't do. They can't do house furniture anymore because there's like, well, people don't own houses, so <laughs> it can't be a prize anymore. That was pretty much it. And that was actually in an interview when they talked to uh, Barris, Chuck Barris, about the show. He said, like, that's the important part of a game show is that everyone wants to watch these people just open up their hearts and they'll tell you anything. You just get a few questions and a refrigerator and you got a game show. <laughs> Yeah, they they should do this. They should do like the drunk newlywed game where they get all of the contestants to drink beforehand. I would watch that. You know, like to me, that's pretty good. I mean, we normally that's like the end is should the show be rebooted? If so, how? But I think like, hey, get them drunk. Sure. (laughs) Get them like. Well, I feel like the modern version of this would be the newly matched game. So it's like these just matched on Tinder. So now let's put them in something like I don't know how they do that because you'd have to ask questions about the person. But it would be very like millennial centric. I feel like app centric. I mean, they did bring the show back for Game Show Network in like the late 2000s with uh, Sherry Shepard and Carney Wilson. So it's, I mean, they still did it and they did finally have like same sex couples there because yay inclusion uh but it 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 they they did the whole we went from four seats to three and they had some sort of e-harmony connection really like they, 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 one of the questions in I, I don't know if it was the carney version or the sherry i have to go off the top of my head here but one of the i think the bonus question was always like powered by e-harmony based on one of the 23 <laughs> connections oh wow Oh wow! Because I watched one of that one too. Because I was like, "What's the what's like the most recent iteration?" And so I like watched an episode of that. And like, uh, I think they won a trip to Bermuda at the end. But like the questions, they were like the the host is always at least when like when I was watching the Bob Eubanks one, he's almost like reprimanding the horniness. He's just like, mm-hmm, like you, know, you know, I brought the Beatles like, over here. I don't need this shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, like, mm-hmm, like whatever. And then the like the Sherry Tom Thompson was um like super encouraging of it. And some of the questions were just straight up. Like you can't put anything other than like their dick. Like, and it's like, to me, it feels like that's, that's too family feud. You can't go straight up family feud in this and just go straight into, but penis boobs. 
Right. Yeah. They, well, like the one from the one episode I watched of the Sherry Shepherd. Sorry, uh, not Thompson's. It is um uh like they I think two of them said man meat. That was their filler word. <laughs> if you're going to do that, it should be like <clears throat> if if I order if I ordered my husband's uh junk penis whatever at the butcher's office. I'd be getting a, a Vienna sausage, B, a foot long, or C, a big kielbasa. That's actually really good. If that's not one, that's like totally one I could see. I'm like, perfect. And then they'd be like, it's cocktail weenie or something. Cocktail <laughs> Frank. <laughs> and then like, he's like, what? He's like, you always told me that it was fine, and then they started fighting. Well, you know, <laughs> it's like, yep, they're arguing about the penis size to try and win a trip. Yeah, they're like, we want to get to Bermuda, and it's like the losing two. It's funny because like this this game show, it's kind of like the two losers. Like the one from the, I don't know if the um, older ones had like consolations. The new one did at the end, but it's like their consolation, I guess, if they didn't get anything, is like, well, you get a fight, or <laughs> you get to talk about this for the rest of your life. Um, oh, no, no, I know what I know. Usually they get like a popcorn popper, like just like some sort of weird appliance. I remember once was uh, the curly fry maker, like the, the what? at home. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess it's like you find those at like Bed Bath and Beyond or whatever. But I've never I've, never, I've seen them before, like ice cream, but never fucking curly fries. <laughs> was it sponsored by Arby's? Like that seems like an Arby's thing that would be like this Arby's curly fry maker at home. I can finally make curly fries. This is great. Make your own horsey sauce, too. <laughs> when my husband makes horsey sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. What would you describe your husband's ejaculate? Would it be horsey it sauce? It tastes like A, delicious, <laughs> sweet yeah, like and sour, B, caramel, <laughs> or C, horsey sauce. The Arby-sponsored question of the day. The Arby's question of the day. <laughs> Thank you to Arby's because it's like we have the man meats. Like they play into like the meat aspect of it. They have the meat aspect. Uh, <laughs> Greasy the... curly fry sex. I don't know. This is... So you got to go into your parents on this one because your parents were on the show. You didn't say like what happened with them. Yeah. So they they get on the show. They were living in Los Angeles at the time. And um, they were like super stoked. This was uh, this this was eighty nine because um, they uh, they got married very late in eighty eight. So it was um, early eighty nine when they were on the show. And um, they like it's funny because like the first part of the episode they weren't doing like particularly well. Like they were, you know, there's always like one couple on the show where I feel like they're the first two is just like totally drop the ball, and they're just like what, like you blah blah blah, and then they have to explain themselves. Um, but like, uh, my parents did get that ace in the whole third question. Right. And, um, they were, uh, the winners, they won by like a few points and they got, um, a bunch of patio furniture and like a lawnmower. So they basically got like a giant backyard set, basically patio furniture, a lawnmower, a barbecue grill, all that stuff. Again, stuff they couldn't do nowadays because they'd be like, well, we can't 
I'm sure the newlyweds don't have houses anymore. <laughs> we can't give them outdoor furniture. Are you saying furniture. the housing market's that bad that we cannot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like that would be an executive thing. They'd be like, these kids are all renting on their Ubers and stuff. We can't have outdoor furniture. We're going to give away a fucking uh, Nissan Altima, and then they can be driving their Lyft. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, though that that uh, that patio furniture um, they had for the longest time. I mean... Ever since, because I asked him, I was like, when did we get rid of that stuff? Because I remember it being in the backyard for a while. Same with my dad using that lawnmower when I was younger. And they were like, yeah, it was probably like 2010 or so that, that they gave it away. So like 20 years, that's a pretty solid, pretty solid, like practical gift they got, honestly. And yeah, you still like you had it for a while there. Yeah, I mean, it was a good gift. I got to use them, like little outdoor lounge furniture, like uh, the freaking barbecue grill my dad would use to make stuff. I was like, oh, it was pretty, pretty nice. It was like they, um, one of their friends, I think, found, because this, uh, I streamed a copy, like they have a DVD copy, and it was because one of their friends, I think was watching the Game Show Network a number of years ago, and they were doing reruns, and they saw them, their rerun on TV, and they were like, oh my God, we have to tape it. So they taped it and they um, uh, copied it and were able to put it on like a DVD now. So they have a copy of it. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Ooh, neat. And then you're just like, and then we watched it. I think you played it on stream. Talk, Yes. Talk about simulation. It's so funny because it was during the, I was like pretty much wrapping up the um, Super Mario Sunshine one I did on Christmas Eve where I played through that whole game. So it was like a long stream. And I had it with me and I was like, oh, I'll try and stream it. And then I see like, as I'm like setting it up, I see you in the chat and I was like, holy, it's like, were your ears burning? That's so funny that you showed up right then. It's I, I think I have that kind of sense. Is that <laughs> sense of like, if one of Maybe. my friends is doing something game show related, I'm going to just stop by and just be like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is so perfect. And then, yeah, I was like streaming it and just kind of, uh, I was just talking about like, yeah, it's my parents. And then like talking about, uh, cause I think one of the first questions they got, uh, like I think I mentioned was like blank, like your friend blank. And it was like a friend Carl. And I was like, oh, I know them like people from my past that my parents were friends with, but like, it is kind of weird because this is like one of the hornier game shows. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird hearing them say like horny stuff. Cause one of them was like last night in the bedroom, you would describe your like whatever as night of the living blank. And I was like, uh, uh, I was like, Oh, <laughs> luckily theirs wasn't very horny. I think my mom was like night of the living dead because we were just tired. And it was right. <laughs> it yeah. My dad got it. My dad got that one. I was like, there you go. And I love too. It's very funny. This is like tradition, I guess, where it's like, if you get it right, you got to kiss the, the couples have got to kiss, like got to do the kiss after you get them right. I don't know if it's like a casting choice. Like if you get right, you got to kiss or whatever, but it was so cute. Oh. It was like lovable. And it's like, to me, it's like your parents cannot judge you for getting horny on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> they were horny on now, like a cable television. No, 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 that was network. That was a That's network right, yeah. syndicated show for millions of homes across the country. Right. A lot more views back then for sure on network television. Yeah. So you're right. That was like basically horny Twitch streaming uh, for the eighties. <laughs> but that's the thing is like this has been since the 60s and 70s and 80s like almost every decade has owned yeah. their own iteration of the show and i was really surprised how um even horny the 60s show was because you think older stuff back then and you're like well they can't get too horny on national television they were they were they totally were all that's different is like they're whiter the contestants are whiter and their hairstyles are bigger and they're all in suits 
that they're all in suits, but they're still saying things like, yeah, you know, he's weird because he always wears a baby bib in the bedroom. And you're like, why? <laughs> why? Kinky, kinky 60s. Yeah. Like the one that I watched, I think one of the first questions was like, um, is she like, <laughs> it's like fucked up question. Kind of, Cause it's like, is your wife better from the waist up or the waist down? <laughs> I was like, whoa. I was like, that's like straight up. There's no. And then the guy, the first guy says like waist down and he's like, trying to almost like um, do the hourglass figure with his hands, but he's like making a weird gesture around the ass and he's like making a (laughs) noise. And I was like, this is like 1966. This thing like 45, 50 years later, they're like the horny grandparents that you know. Yeah, they're like the freaky grandpa and the grandma are like swingers and you show up to their house. If you you are still married with your couple and you're Feel free to call in the contestant. Feel free to give us a message. I And you know what's funny about this show, too? Because you think, you know, if they get all the questions right or whatever, it's like, oh, they know each other so well. That almost seems suspicious to me, don't you think? Where it's like, this seems too robotic. They're like, yeah, like, oh, I know everything about them and we have the perfect marriage. And it seems like so. it seems like the ones that would probably last more, the ones who do get it wrong occasionally, and then they just like jokingly play it off. Like it's, I think like it has to be like a like a medium. Like out of the six questions, you gotta get like five or four if you get right. You're like, I'm not obsessive, you know, I'm not crazy. Where I'm just like, yes, I every detail about my wife. And when they ask, Her first me, I music, get it right. she went to a Backstreet Boys concert in 1992. <laughs> yeah, it's got the exact date, the time stamp, and everything. And you're just like, that's a little creepy, man. That's a little too much uh, intimate yeah, knowledge. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> Well, we're in love. What can you say? You know, it's a little, it's a little stalkerish. The, the routine always involves cherry lube. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you need to say that loud. Like, oh, okay. It's like, I thought we liked grape in this household. See, that's okay. That's funny. Yeah, that would be funny. They're like fighting. And it's like, you're always getting, you're always getting cherry and I want grape. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 I look, we ran, I remember grape on our honeymoon, but we didn't have it. <laughs> That's we experiment. That's the experimentation in the bedroom. They're like, and then they always like bring up their third partner or something. It's like out of nowhere. Has that happened? Have you seen that? I assume there has there has been there has to be at least if there was like a modern day one. There would right, yeah. There'd be some sort of. And the thing is, it wouldn't be like judging the poly couple. It'd just kind of be like, well, that wasn't brought up out of nowhere till now. Right. Well, we we just like well, we didn't figure that, but hey, more power to you. And it works. It still works. I mean, like, the thing is, this is like a judgment-free game show. This is like the ultimate safe space game That's show. so true. It's much better than that. What was the show where they, the moment of truth, right? Where they yeah. lie detector oh, shit. Oh, yeah. got it. Don't remind me. I, had, I covered mm-hmm. that already. Yeah. But I have to recover it with a guess eventually. That's, well, the thing is, they kind of had like a whole like, like resume. Like they gave you like 100 questions. And then they would ask you a hundred more questions based on what you wrote. To oh. try and do intentional divisive questions. So it's like, mm. well, it says here you sometimes question your relationship with your girlfriend. Do you suspect it like cheating on you, or is it some sort of and then they go straight into the okay. <clears throat> Did you suspect your your girlfriend of cheating on you? Yeah. And I remember when enough, that show that's was be your, on your, your moment of truth question, and then, right, yeah, they're gonna bring that one up. And Mark Wahlberg's like, oh, I can't believe I have to ask this. Have you ever cheated on your girlfriend? Oh, oh, geez, he was like, uh, have you ever uh, ran over 
a minority and then yeah. got in a lot well, of trouble. This show, this show doesn't want to go into mean mode. They don't do mean mode. It's it's not. Did you cheat on your girlfriend? It is. Which of your ex partners would you say had better sex than your wife? <laughs> right. Yeah. Who fucks better? Like your ex or your husband? <laughs> and then it was like. <laughs> Things like that are like the best parts of the show. It's good stuff. And you know, I was going to ask too, because I have, uh, I wanted to drop another thing that I don't think I've told you about, because I've told you the Newlywed game, but I actually have another game show connection. Oh no, you've never told me this one. I haven't, no. Um, I'm sure you're aware of this one show that was on in the early 2000s called Street Smarts. Yeah, yes, Frank Nicotero, <laughs> friend of the With show. Frank, yep, yep. We were, um, so this was the early 2000s and we were in Vegas. My parents like fucking love Vegas too much. And of course, we um, they they were in Los Angeles. We were living here in Arizona at the time. So still like a quick drive up there to Vegas. And so we go a lot and we were in the um, it's now the I think Planet Hollywood and it was the Aladdin um, casino and hotel. And we were just like walking around and on like I think they were doing like a little carriage thing through like, you know, how they have the insides where it looks like uh, the outside and it looks like a, a, a Middle Eastern market. And, um, lo and behold, we were like super big fans. We liked street smarts. We'd watch it all the time. And we fucking saw Frank Nicotero like walking or he was taking like a cart thing and we like stopped him. Like my dad yelled out really loud. He's like street smarts. Like he didn't know his name. So he just yelled the name of the show at the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to get somebody's attention. You could just be like, if you saw Bob Eubanks, you'd be like newlywed game, but (laughs) it worked and he stopped and we like chatted with them for a bit and uh, got a picture with them. And uh, they were um, doing like an on location thing, casting for the show. And my dad actually got interviewed to potentially be on the show. Did they ever pick it up or it was just kind of mm, like, no, they didn't like he, uh, like, like I think my dad was actually trying to get the answers. He, they were asking him, right. And, I think what they were looking for because of that show and the the premise of that show, they wanted like the people who were getting it wrong, I think more. And so they didn't pick him. Yeah. And so he was like, he was like, he was like, damn it. I knew it. Like after the fact, he was like, I, I probably should have hammed it up and been stupid. And they would have picked me. Just like, you what an idiot. <laughs> yeah. We want to laugh at the guy. He's like, you didn't know like how to t- a shoelace boot and then they like laugh at the person frank nicotero what happened to that guy i don't even know what happened to that. so he okay so he wound up hosting a few other game shows he hosted the game of life on discovery family then oh okay on cmt he decided to host a uh, ambush game show called pontoon payday <laughs> what yeah it's one of the i will say it's, it's one of the worst game ago. shows i've ever seen but imagine Cash Cab, but they go to a party boat in Lake Havasu. Wow. And it's just that like, I'm going to ask this team of drunk college students questions. And if they get questions right, they get money. But if they get too wrong, they could either kick, get kicked off the boat or do one of my punishments. And it's oh like, oh, you got to eat the <laughs> worm or shave your eyebrow. <laughs> wow. It says he's on the 2019 game show, 25 words or less. Yeah, and he is credited a, as a, a warm-up. He's the warm-up guy for a lot of game shows. I think he's also a warm-up guy for, um, I was about to say, family Celebrity Family Feud. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he usually does a lot of audience warm-up. Like, I, you, you can't miss him in this town. 
It's so weird that like, I pulled up his Wikipedia and it has like a personal life section where it's like he resides in Studio City. It's like that's such a weird section of Wikipedia where you're like, we're going to put where he lives, who his girlfriend in, is and his dog. <laughs> How do they know that? Who's put? Is it? I think Greg, I think Frank Nicotero is. <laughs> yeah, he's writing. This. <laughs> he's fucking right. Because Pontoon Payday, you're right, doesn't have a Wikipedia page. It, it's it, Well, it's not that good of a show. It only lasts like six episodes or so. Yeah, not worth it. Not Nobody nobody make that. But like Game of Life, sure, because that was like more than 20 episodes. And that was on Discovery mm-hmm. Family at the peak of the My Little Pony era. Uh, and then you had things like uh, Street Smarts, which was like their biggest game show he was on. Right. Yeah. Uh, he definitely. was a contestant before that on game shows. He was on, I believe, Ultimate Fan League. Oh, he does okay. Sports trivia. Mm, see, that's those are like uh, every time on Jeopardy, I'm always praying for like be a movie category or be a sports category. I was There's like, a maybe whole sports smart. Jeopardy out there. Is there? Yeah. I, I mean, I think they, they they did that on ESPN, right? They did like a little uh, crossover ESPN thing. ESPN put reruns of Sports Jeopardy with Dan Patrick. And that's like, that's a good host. If you're doing a sports-based game show. It's a pretty big name for that, yeah. Dan Patrick. And then they aired on Crackle. Ooh, all right. We got to get the Crackle 7 watch party of um, that then. I told the Crackle 7 that, and you know, they never return my calls. I don't think Crackle they, uh, 7. Mm. I think I can warn these people about game shows, and they just don't listen. If it's on Crackle, it's fair game. I mean, more power to you for reaching out to them. They should really bank you on that. But uh, yeah, no, it's like, but, but to me, now it's the same thing. It's like whenever it's a pop culture question or a sports one, that's always picked last, and I always get so frustrated. Yeah, like that one, like that kind of famous clip from Jeopardy, where it's like a sports category, and they get like none of them buzz in, and he just like runs through them because none of them know. And I was like, it was like questions that I would like, just somebody who would casually follow some sports. And this wasn't like, like the most difficult of questions. Like this was like basic, like if you oh, yeah. watched a football game in like the last five years. Yeah. I think a safety, like the, the act of a safety where you tackle them in the end zone, the opposing end zone. It was like, that was one of the questions and none of them got it. And I was like, Oh, it was a, it was like an $800 one too. It's like, okay, do you know what a kicker is? (laughs) Yeah, like so simple. But then you get stuff where there's just like art history and like science stuff. And it's just like so, so, so specific. And like credit to the, you know, greatest of all time tournament where it's like Ken Jennings and James Holtzowers were just like nailing them each time. I was just like, anytime it was like a history question or a category, I'd be like, they're going to sweep it. And it's crazy. But also James will definitely know sports stuff too. Cause he's a sports yeah. better. <laughs> he, is. Yeah, him, he would, he would clean up in those ones. And I think they did have a sports category too. And I think he fucking got a bunch of those. He is the real life. Uh, Howard from uncut gems. <laughs> now I think about it. Sports betting. Oh wow! Yeah, they should do the um the uncut gems of Towser and have him uh, have him reprise it for the reality show of it. Just like look, six categories, five clues, sweep it up. <laughs> yeah, he's Walk just like whatever. In. Next, <laughs> let me collect my earnings. Yeah, it would be like the he's like so good at it though, or is he? I like I never I don't think I researched him. Is it like he a good sports better? Is he one of those just like I just like sometimes hit it and also I'm bankrupt most of the time? Uh, he was actually pretty good. Okay, that's he's what I thought. He's actually pretty so, good. He was he's not like top ten sports betters, but it's like no, he's like pretty good. He's better at poker, by the way. 
Oh, okay. So you should be like on World Series of Poker. Because he's Vegas. You know, if you're in Vegas, baby, you got it. Hey, when in Rome, right? Yeah. Um, Which I was is gonna why say this. he's like such a good better on Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, like he's just like oh, I don't give a crap about the daily double. Uh, bet it all right now, and just like goes all in, and he's like, hey man, credit to that. And you know, everyone else is like, really, you're gonna put twenty thousand dollars on this? Are you sure? You just started the round, and loves that thrill, man. Loves that thrill. Yeah, his uncut gems version would be like just it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like the good movie version. It would just be like boring. He'd just be like winning and paying off his debts, and then be like, oh okay. Oh well, he won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he'll get shot the at movie. the end. Oh fucking spoil. <laughs> yeah, he'll get shot by the actual casino owners because they'll be like, this dude is cleaning this out. We need to get rid of him. <laughs> the Sony Pictures directors and game show. We gotta get we gotta get ringer in here. <laughs> Yeah, he's like this dude is fixing it. We know he's cleaning us out, man. Our prize pool is like out of the control. We can't let him keep winning. Who do we have? <laughs> and then and that's how it ends. It's just kind of like Final Jeopardy is. Oh, I'm so sorry, you forgot an apostrophe. That's important. <laughs> yeah, they get really granular with him. It's like, well, you didn't format it correctly. You forgot the Oxford comma. <laughs> Therefore, I'm sorry, we have to take away <laughs> all this money. You wagered everything. Ooh. Now you actually owe us that much. Exactly. We're flipping it on you. We know, no, no, the other contestants are fine. They don't have to pay the extra 1200 Yeah, you actually have to pay them too now. <laughs> They're just getting like real. <laughs> just this. That'd be fantastic. Uh... <laughs> I love Jeb. This is like, I, 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 like I said, Jeopardy is the ambassador of game shows. It doesn't matter who it's you are. Great. Everyone has that one category. It's true. Like once, it's like once it's a category of a hobby or something in yours, and you're like, oh, here we go. Like you look around at the people in your room, you're like, you guys are fucked now. See, the, my, I'm not going to tell people what my category is because I feel like if I do, it kind of ruins the fun. Oh, so, okay. You want to keep people on their toes if you ever play like a no. video game version of it? No, because if I do, it's kind of just like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's the wordplay like ones. It's the wordplay, like the rhyme times or cross clues, like Q. It's all words starting with Q. All the clues. You, oh, and really, I suck at those. It's because it's like you gotta just think of like as many of those as you can start with, like a rhyme, an anagram. Uh, the first two letters are J and O. <laughs> Check off. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Trebek. <laughs> that would be me. Because yeah, like every time, like every time it's those wordplay categories, I always halfway through whatever they're asking forget that it's a wordplay category, and I'll just like yell something out, and I'm like, oh, I forgot the rules of this category. Look at the quotations. All the clues. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he always stops. He always stops to be like, and note the quotations and the words in. <laughs> But that's what I love about it. It's like the category selection is always fun. It's like colleges and universities on the stock market. Shelves. <laughs> shelves, yeah. Oh, I'm going to fucking sweep on shelves. Movie quotes. That's my good one right there. And finally, and then they did the Bernie Sanders. Like I wrote, no, it's I in quotations, the damn bill. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny put on your um political hat and yeah it's so funny i was gonna ask too because like uh, we're talking about jeopardy like greatest game shows of all time like uh, i saw too that they said like tv guide had uh like a ranking of the greatest game shows ever and newlywed games top 10 would you agree with that i you know the thing is it is one of the strangest things it's i would say no but i could exactly see why tv guy would put it on there yeah, because it's been around when for that so list long. Was written, 
I think that was like 2009, 2010. Okay, yeah, I think that it was like early 2013. Okay, yeah. So this was pre the game show reboot that we have. So you know, like how there's that new influx of like summer game shows, like Press Your Luck is back and Card Sharks is back, right? With Elizabeth, Feud is back, uh, Pyramids back, right? It's like a lot of these are great game shows, but it's like, eh, well, I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it would be hard to craft the top 10 because it's like, do you do it on just based on enjoyability or do you just like, because I feel like Newlywed Game kind of, not only it's fun because it's like the answers are funny and it provides much like Family Feud, like those funny moments where, you know, if you're Steve Harvey, you look into the camera for 10 minutes and you're like, what? And you're like, you're like what did you just say? And, um, like, that's fun, but it's, like, also, you know, Newlywood Game's been on since, like, the mid-60s, like, black and white television, early television, and so you're, like, is it, like, do we want to judge it based on, you know, historical? I would say Newlywood Game is is right up there with Feud. Like, I would say, like, Feud would be, like, 8, and then you can put that 9 or 10. Like, it, it's, it, it deserves to be in, like, a top 20 spot, uh, absolutely, I would say it's one of the best family game shows out there. But I feel it, like it's the one I see the most in like funny compilation videos of game show moments. Like the one that pops up a lot. I would say because that's what because feud. It's because you couldn't come up with something that fits the category. It's like we asked you name a fruit, and then you say carrot, and you're like, "That's not a fruit, you idiot." With right. This, it's kind of like no, you can't get around <laughs> a question about sex. <laughs> That and like uh, it's like sort of the same with this show too because one of the 1960s ones one of the questions was like um, you know I have a blank for a mother-in-law and <laughs> one of them like two two of them actually said a wonderful so it's like and then Bob Eubanks was like you have a like he was trying to be like you have a wonderful for a mother-in-law like kind of trying to point out like that doesn't make grammatical sense and the, the person just totally doesn't understand what he's trying to say he's like yeah she's a really nice woman and like he defends it and then the guy next to him is like yeah i'd have to say wonderful too like he doesn't want to seem like a jerk and so it's like when they read it back he's like i have a wonderful for a mother-in-law Nope, sorry, that's not going to work because that's <laughs> that's an adjective. Right, and then another one of them said, wonderful lady. Like, he just, like, the third guy was like, well, they've said wonderful, Bobby wonderful lady. Like, they couldn't figure out the word, like, angel. They couldn't figure out. It's so funny. The masculine one was funny, too, where it was like, you know, what's a mas- or typically mas- masculine trait that your husband lacks? And the first lady's like, she's struggling. She's like, I don't know. And she says, like, a painting. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, painting? A, a, your husband says a painting. Yeah, he's like, well, you know, I'm always, you know, in auto shop painting, so I think I'd say, or he's like, I'm not in the auto shop painting because it's so masculine. <laughs> I'm above it all. You know, I like using oil paints for a reason, with real oil. The auto yeah, shop. he's motor oily. That's funny. <laughs> motor oil paintings. Is that a thing? I feel like that should be a thing. Yeah, it would, but then it's like, it, that TV guy list, like, I could think of a whole lot of other game shows that they don't even probably have put on there. Like, I, I'm sure they put Deal or No Deal on there, but, like, things like Treasure Hunt would be on there. Oh, okay. Uh, then I would put something like, uh, like, Crystal Maze just came out on Nickelodeon today, so. Oh, that's like, the, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember seeing the pr- the promos for that, okay. With Adam Conover. That's right, yeah, it's all hair, man. The tall hair man is going to tell you what how it's like. Um, actually, it's just the game show where you're in soundstage. Adam ruins and, game uh, show. 
Oh man, that's funny. Sorry, Shake and Bakey, but it turns out that the Newlywed game is not the only game show. Oh no, yeah, he's like, actually, people who talk about the Newlywed game are convicted child molesters, and you're like, oh shit! Did you know that half of all the contestants got a divorce after the show? (laughs) You're like, oh shit, this is not voting well for my future. You know, like, this is a good show. I mean, like, I didn't really care for Sherry Shepard, and I didn't really care for Carney Wilson, but I do want this yeah. show to have some sort of revival. I'm this surprised Paul Rodriguez only had one year. I'm, like, putting in bold, light-up sign, ABC, please pick this up. You can do something. I, uh, I honestly think it would play. It's funny. Like, I feel like they keep it around every few years for the reboot. If it, like, I guess in, like, re- you know, regular times, it's been, it's it was on for a while. But yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to think of a way they would do it modern, and there's not a lot I think you'd have to change. It's like not like people aren't not getting married. No, then you could still go wherever you want. I wrote down my notes here. I know what my revival would be because this is oh, my really? show. <laughs> okay, what? Well, like, hit, hit me with your revival. All right. What, so what first of all, we get rid of the, we scrap the point system, the five and tens Ooh. and twenty fives. I'm getting rid of it. Okay. We're done. We're done. Wow. With that. What is this? Whose line is it anyway? Points don't matter. Yeah. Now money matters. Oh, okay. $100 first question, $200 second question, $300 third question, $400, $500, and because we flip it. First three or one, two, three. Yeah. Flip it. Four, five, $1,000 is the bonus question. Wow. $1,000 bonus. So a total of 2500 if you play the perfect game. And then as okay. for the hosts, because you got to have hosts. Right. I said host, plural. We're getting two of them. I know where you're going with the Sklar brothers. No, we're no. Mo Keshner and <laughs> Tasha Lagero. Oh, that's really good. Because if you recall, they did the honeymoon tour recently. Okay, and they're a married yeah. couple in real life. And their whole yeah. most of their comedy revolves around marriage and a lot of provocative questions and some of their things is basically crowd work with people in the audience asking basically newlywed what uh, questions. That's wow, that's legitimately something that should happen i feel like there was something that should be in the world that's smart so you get most asked the questions like hey husbands what would your wife say is this then natasha joins mosh with the ladies what did you say and then they all work together and snark on the contestants and joke around then mosh leaves natasha asks the wives ladies what would your husband say and then mosh comes back and then, of wow. course, the winning is the second honeymoon. But you also get yeah. cash. And everyone wins happy because everyone gets money, hopefully. <laughs> but getting some right, hopefully money. you didn't tank it. And it's like, yeah, if it, that'd be funny. That's another clue. Zero will uh, do the divorce right here. Or we'll annul it. Divorce. We'll annul it right here. <laughs> I'm sure there's, there's... I don't want that to ever be a thing, but... <laughs> no, and this rude. yeah, that would suck. But no, this it's actually mandatory. It's not even like if you want to. It's like, well, the losing couple has to get a null, the annulment. The winner the marriage is over. The lowest score. <laughs> <laughs> to keep your marriage, you have to win, <laughs> or just get second place. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Coast on second place gets to keep the marriage. That's their consolation. Third place, sorry, not happening anymore. <laughs> But no, like, like oh, I'm not, obviously not in my version, but that's kind of where I would be coming from with this because they're the perfect comedians for this sh- kind of show because of yeah. their background. And the questions, you don't really have to change much. Like you said, they're all basic, simple questions. 
Like, yeah, the um, answers are going to vary. They're just going to vary because of the people. Like you'll like you'll keep, you can ask the same question almost every fucking show, and you still get like the crazy different answers. Which of your who? Uh, which of your four family members is the better chef? Your oh, right, wife, yeah, like you know, that's perfect. Your wife's mom, your wife's dad, your dad, your mom. <laughs> oh, geez, getting really weird with it. So this would be on Quibi, right? I, I don't know if you can do ten minutes. <laughs> it's not really a quick, biteable. They really show. speed one. They go, 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 go. I would say this is more like a uh, ABC. Like you can do two episodes <laughs> back to back. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like a little hour block. Complete with, you know, the, the nice jet black, squeaky clean set with Noleum, all the dramatic lighting. Yeah, you don't need a lot for this show. Like, this is a cheap show to produce. That's why I'm surprised they haven't, like, kept it going, because I can't, I can't imagine the production costs are very high. Not that much. I, I mean, like, all you got to do is just as long as you have, like, a nice, like, back... And then I was thinking, like, okay, so, I mean, like, old school 60... I think it should be, like, a retro 60s style set. Like, you still make it black squeaky. But you yeah. know how that 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 weavy that cross that crisscross like basket weaving effect it's on all of the set. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just like have it's that like, be yeah. like visibly in the background and make it look like yeah, you're clearly still on the new Lord game. We're just kind of <laughs> modern it up. Yeah, it's like a basket weaving class took place in the background. I mean, one of my favorite things with Paul R- Rodriguez's version because we didn't really bring a much of that version except for your parents. So yeah. I like that carpet. I love that couch style. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, if we can have those couches with like an HD TV in the background or in the front, <laughs> putting the score, that's yeah. all we need to do. <laughs> I like that. I like. I'm like. I think it said too. Like, I'm surprised Paul Rodriguez only had like a year on. Like, out of all the hosts, like I'm looking, like Bob Eubanks is known. He's a he's a notable name. But I'm like, I don't. You know, maybe outside of my general knowledge paul rodriguez was the only like actor or person i saw that that was of any like note and this was the 80s this is yeah i mean like he's still a pretty big name back then like he was doing a lot of stuff like especially with um like cool hispanic movies and stuff so it's like i'm surprised uh he didn't like they didn't say like we're gonna keep him on like he's a good host it is (laughs) It's, Weird. it's it's what he does, and you know what? I th- I think it's it also was a sign of the '80s with Paul Rodriguez as the host, the, the funny comedian Paul Rodriguez, and his son now does skateboarding. Oh, does he really? Yeah, Paul Rodriguez Jr. He's like a gold medal skateboarder. Wow. Okay. Well, good for him. Apparently, I just I just searched this up. His nickname is P Rod. <laughs> That's weird. So it's like A Rod. Like I guess if you yeah <laughs> put P or whatever initial and then Rod. That that looks about right. Yeah, um, wow, really, really original. I guess he's in Tony Hawk's Underground. He's in all those like later Tony Hawk games. Really? You know, I guess because I never. I mean, I played the first couple of them like all the time, but I don't remember ever buying them after a certain year. Uh, I would say, well, Thug Two was like kind of like the last one. I would say because you you would get your Bam Margera because that was the Jackass years. Oh yeah. He's also in Skate, so if you weren't looking for the other skateboard game. Wow, okay, I probably have, you know, I played those games, I had friends who were super into them. Speaking of speaking of video games, what, like, so, you know, I stream video games on Twitch, um, and you do too, and um, I was wondering, like, what is, like, what's the best, um, 
is it really Jackbox? Could you consider Jackbox a, a video game game show? Because like, what is the best like game show video game in your opinion? Okay, like a game show. Th- I mean, I would. Well, that's a tough question to say because you bring right. up Jackbox. Because we did talk with Chris uh, Murphy with Smush, and that's from Jackbox. The Jackbox mm-hmm. people made that game show. Oh, I didn't know that. They also made a You Don't Know Jack game show in the year 2000. Okay, I did know that, yeah. With Paul Rubens. Right. Fresh out of blow. <laughs> Paul Rubens. <laughs> wow. Uh, as Paul, as uh, Guy, uh, no, not Guy Towers, uh, as uh, as uh, Troy Stevens. That's His character name is Troy Stevens, and the announcer is Cookie. Oh, yeah. I see the announcer to me, like I know that because I've played those games and I'm always just like, you little, you little You know that asshole. voice, it sounds like this, you know? Hey, yeah. how's it going? Oh, hey, you Tom picked Godwin. that answer? I, I like this because it's like, that voice is Tom Gottlieb. He is the, he is a brother of Harry Gottlieb who runs Jellyvision, which owns Jackbox. And, okay. And he's also a game show host of his own because he hosted Fifth Wheel. Oh, wow, that dating okay. show with the, with the yeah. five people. Yeah. Their strangers become friends, friends become lovers, and lovers become bitter suicidal exes all on the same show. Was that the legit tagline? Yeah, it was the last tag like like that's the end of the show. That's what it says. And cookie oh and then you hear gosh. Cookie's voice saying it's funny. Also, oh Aisha my... Tyler did that too. So Oh, okay. Yeah. Um I like her. but no, like the Jackbox team does a lot of different game shows. A lot more improv games these days. Things like a uh, joke boat. Uh, okay. And, uh, spin, but things like Quiplash is fun. I think Fibbage was going to try and be a game show pilot. Wow. Okay. So uh, I would say, yeah, it's a game show ass game show. Yeah, I, that's the one that, like, you know, is sort of in pr- prominence. I feel like lately, because like I've played video game uh, or like game show video game tie-ins. Like I've played a Jeopardy version. I've played like a Wheel of Fortune version. I was just like wondering, like, what's like a like a really solid one? What's a real solid one? I mean, like the thing is, I've recently been playing a Schlogged and Rob version on Steam, which is authentic to the game show, oh. but it's German, and I don't understand like a German. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds funny though. Uh, we're just like you've got to go through like it's it's basically like a marathon game. Like you have to, you versus the host and like. 15 games okay and it's like one game it could be just bowling one game could be just a quiz one game could just be like yahtzee (laughs) it doesn't matter interesting yeah so it's like different things like that that's kind of the premise uh Hmm. i love it a lot because it's like one game because because that game show you can just be on a forklift there's forklifts in this real game show it's like like, so it's million dollar tiddlywinks and million dollar forklift stacking okay i'm on board i'm on i can uh i'll get comrade notice me who knows german to assist me Uh, in any uh translation but i would say um if i say like what's like a, a for american game show because that's probably what you would write, like an English American game show. I would say uh, probably the. I mean, like that's tough because they're like DOS classic concentrations, pretty spot on to the game show. Um, oh, okay. I didn't know they had a video game version of that. Yeah, classic that that memory match with the little Rebus puzzles. Fun. Yeah. Um, modern day though, like it's in like Steam and all that. I would say just your your Ubisoft Jeopardy. Okay, the that Ubi- makes sense. 
I mean, the one that the, the Wheel of Fortune one, I hate the most. <laughs> I think that oh, one really? sucks. Because it's just, it's too cheap. It feels too uh, static. Uh, okay. Also, yeah, there's see, no Pat and yeah. Vanna, and it's just like the music isn't from the show. <laughs> and... Weird. Interesting. They would license Is anything else. Oh, no. And then it's like you, when you hear the announcer, it's like just bland. Like, you've won a trip. Pack your bags. Oh, You're going no. on a getaway. <laughs> Oh no, that sounds great though. I would like that. <laughs> it's like so generic. Well, there's all these CGI characters clapping like, yeah. <laughs> it's for Switch, is... so it's perfect because I know you you play for Switch. I do. Okay, if that goes on sale, look out. I might be having a new game stream. It, it's it's a it's a game show. I would avoid I will... American Ninja Warrior though. That game does suck. Unless you want to play Ooh. bad games, <laughs> that's a real I... perfect bad game. I uh... did have a day. I did play bad games like early when I was streaming and I kind of stopped because it was driving me insane. I, I just don't recommend that or Fort Boyard. Those two are no, not um, good. Uh, so I would say, yeah, the Ubisoft Jeopardy is pretty good. I played the NES Jeopardy and I, because I had, uh, I had seen like game grumps early in their run play that Jeopardy game. And it has like a, it has a wrong answer in it, which was, it led to a really funny moment where the answer was like, or the, you know, the question was like, um, the, this princess was in a deep sleep, uh, and until, you know, um, Prince Charming woke them up or something. And, uh, or I think I explained it wrong because that could be very generic to a lot of old Disney ones, but they, it was, it was, um, basically the answer was Aurora, like Sleeping Beauty. And then the, the thing was Snow White and it was so clearly not Snow White. Oh no! It was funny. They were like, "What?" He was like, Duh! "Like he was so mad because it was like he, he knew it." It was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna enter it in," and it, it was total like just because this was the '80s NES where they're just like, "Ah, whatever, just crank it out." <laughs> so good. Uh, so I would, that's what my recommend right now in terms of video game game show is. Yeah, yeah. I, there's not really that much. I I don't know if it's just cause, I mean like back in the day like with Wii. There was like a lot of like showware, oh, yeah, like were. deal or no deal games, and yeah. Uh, I mean, there was like one versus one hundred. It was pretty good. We, uh, I remember we talked about that too because I I used to play that and I loved it. Xbox three sixty had so many really cool, interesting, weird things like that, and then they just went away. <laughs> it just went away and went bye bye. Yeah, they just like pulled the plug on it. I remember it was like appointment game. Because it was like it was only available during certain times of the night, and so it was like literally like a live thing going on. And I'm like, this fucking rules. It just it was fun to me. That that's just it, it's it fun. Was great. It was yeah no, it was legitimately fun to play like that game. Like I don't I remember I think I watched a little bit of the actual game show of it. Uh, I don't know if it was because in response to the game being fun or not, but like it was a very solid uh, premise for like. Still fairly early online in consoles, like Xbox Live was still really taken off, and it was like. This and now is, think like, about so it, cool. like this whole battle royale we live in with like, yeah, like, Fortnite. And it's like so you versus a hundred people. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where did that idea come from? Now imagine that, but trivia. I like it. <laughs> I like that too. I like trivia a whole lot. Trivia games are like super super fun. Like, um, do you ever do like they like live trivia at the bars or whatever? I, I try that. I mean, like some of my friends do geeks who who uh, drink trivia. Yeah. Some of them are hosts, so it's always fun to see them do it. Uh, others just do their own like nights where they do all the trivia. Okay, so it's always been a lot of fun. Um, 
to me, it's like I, I, if you just part me up with somebody, I'm probably going to screw up for your team. I'm that guy. Oh, me like, too. I would be I, basically. What I'm trying to say is, I'd be the better game show host than a contestant. Not because like I'm stupid, but it's because I can give you that sense of doubt in your own answer, <laughs> <laughs> even when you're you the like most questioning. confident. <laughs> Like, are you sure? And they're like, oh, shit, am I? What is the name of the blue-haired best friend of Bart Simpson on The Simpsons? <laughs> uh, uh, Ralph Wiggum. You're saying Ralph? Are you sure it's Ralph? I, uh, I was a big Simpsons fan back in the 90s. I think I would know. You say it's Millhouse, but is that really Millhouse? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I get to, yeah, yeah I, I feel like you definitely have that aura to do. I mean, you've got the expertise. You probably, do you have a game show in mind that you would like dream? The revi- If they ever did, you don't know Jack. I think I would probably be. Yeah. Okay. I could definitely see that. See that. Like That's that sense one. of like, what? <laughs> this is... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I could totally. They can't do crystal maze. That's already been taken from me. I can't do supermarket sweep. Leslie Jones is doing it. Mm, I, I know that. If it's not either of those, I guess we could slink. Can I be like the weakest link guy? <laughs> Ooh, do you, are you going to be like like very harsh, strict British with it though? I don't do strict British, but I would probably be frustrated guy. Like, guys, okay. you, you we it's the easiest game out there. You just have to get five questions in a row correct, and that's it. And you couldn't do that. What <laughs> the fuck? Get your shit together. And then as soon as they do the votes, like. <clears throat> So and so, like Shake and Bakey, why did you say Chris? <laughs> and uh, just well, I don't know. Like, just first guy came to mind. Wanted Chris. Yeah. Huh. Like roasting <laughs> me for my answer. Yeah, really? You're gonna go with them? Like I don't know, man. It's, nice it's clearly like they picked the wrong, like correctly, the wrong person. And you're like, so you went with him. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole audience is like, "Yeah, you fucking idiot." I would get so anxious up there doing that. And just me standing there just like, <laughs> just like, that. yeah, I'm you're not even, you're just, I'm just standing there like, you went with them. <laughs> hands on your hips, just like completely pissed off at me. Well, I, I mean, know. it's your choice. With five votes, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> Ooh, and then the floor drops out from underneath me and I fall into a pit. Oh, just like uh, Ellen's game of games. <laughs> Is that? Oh boy, fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ellen has this whole game show now called Game of Games, which is all her daytime game shows. And one of the games, basically, it's if you win, you have the right to play no or go, and they put you on like a forty foot cliff, and they basically like if you're wrong, trap door. (laughs) Wow. Oh, it's funny because it's like they're all clearly scared to death, and they're all like, Ellen, don't drop me, Ellen, don't drop me, Ellen, no, no, Ellen, no, don't drop me, no. It sounds no, like some Ellen, creepy please, dungeon. No. And Ellen's just standing no. there like, <laughs> oh, well, you're going to go bye-bye. Say bye-bye. Beep. Holy shit. That's, is that psycho shit? I feel like she does that oh, in it her is psycho shit. It is clearly shit. It's too much psycho it's shit, if anything. peons, and they're just like, open the trap door and like drop people, and she like has sick pleasure from it. Yeah. Oh, no, no, that is. That is Ellen Game Game. You just described the show you haven't even wow, seen. Wow, that's fucked up. She's not even hiding it. Oh, no, it's like, it's clear like Ellen just wants these people to go. <laughs> and then like, she's like, my show, like, you're the last one standing. She still drops you. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> wow, that's fucked up. And she just invites George W. Bush on there. It's like, Ellen, I love it. <laughs> it's good. 
was a little, well, that was kind of Bill Clinton-y right there. That wasn't a very, they're kind of similar to be like, hey, let's all go out for a pretzel. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> let's all go to Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I'm not, I can't do a very good George W. Bush. I'm not, uh, who played George W. Bush on Will SNL? Ferrell. That was right, yeah, Will Ferrell. I can't do, a, even though it wasn't that great, but you know, whatever. Oh, it's okay. Nowadays, they don't even pick an SNL cast member to play the president. Yeah, they just have to wield off Alec Baldwin. They 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 grab him from the canceled chamber, and they're just like, "Well, I know you're a shitty person, but you can put on a wig and be a stupid Trump guy." I, you know what? I think we should you you should give Alec Baldwin a chance. He he's a game <laughs> show host now. He's a, he hosts Match Game. He hosts the Match Game. That's right. I remember watching that on your uh, stream. Stream some of that. Yeah. And I, uh, the first one, the first episode, I will still say, I think this is why we live in a simulation. <laughs> it was, it's Michael Che, wasn't it? Michael Che and Jason Alexander. Yeah, it was so funny. I totally remember that. Jason Alexander killed it too. He was great. Friend of the friend of BugCon, Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander, Michael yeah. Che. That's so, I, that was really early on too in the whole Che being a weirdo to Jack. No, that was, I think like that day. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's was... insane. Yeah, I remember it so early on. It feels like so long ago. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, oh, it's Fred of Jack Allison's own That is so... He sucked, too. He wasn't very good. He hated being there. <laughs> yeah, he, he looked like he was not having fun. He seems like he just hates what he's doing. Like, you don't, don't get it. He's just miserable. I, but I think that's it. I, like... Okay, we're, we're, we're going to take a few seconds here to break out the game show and talk about Michael Che here. Recently, there was an article uh, with written by Jack Allison about the Michael Che thing. Go check it out. It's a it's great good. article. Um, but I think it's really just like he's frustrated working there, but he likes the money, and he can't really say he hates his job because he loves the money. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he definitely seems like he's just, I mean, like, it's a lot of money. Like, you're, you're doing, you're at Saturday Night Live, which is like a big, you know, comedy institution. It's been around forever. Like, so it's, is Mad Magazine, and that place is gone. It's true. They need to, I mean, things have, uh, hey, it's uh, leave the past in the past, right? It's what Last Jedi taught us. Nothing ever really dies. <laughs> no, yeah, no one's ever really gone. No one's ever really gone. <laughs> no one's ever really gone. Yeah, just bring them back. Just it's like nothing, Saturday Night Live is never really gone. But yeah, that that, that whole Che thing, man. Maybe he, he doesn't want the celebrity aspect, and that's like, oh, you're there because you're Saturday Night Live. You're funny, man, Michael Che. Can you do some like funny bits here next to like uh, somebody from uh, Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt? <laughs> and he just really does weekend update anyway. I mean, he doesn't really do anything else. He doesn't want it. I don't think he wants to be there. I mean, like, and the thing is, though, I'm pretty sure he's wicked funny. Like, if he does stand up alone, just stand up, he'd be nailing it every day. <laughs> Honestly, I've seen like, and I think even Jack would admit it. Like, he is definitely uh, Colin Jost at the very least. But like his stand up, like sometimes he does have like solid stuff, and it's like, well, yeah, like it does feel like instead of you know, admitting that he's like, yeah, I'm kind of selling out a little bit to make Burger King commercials for NBC. He wants to make it seem like his thing is so damn cool. Like, oh, I'm doing good work. I'm a prestigious writer. It's like, uh, uh, why do you yeah. care if this guy doesn't like your work then, Michael? I know that's a thing where it's just like, you could just make your little weird Instagram stories, like use Instagram in a weird way. You just make stories and then you're just like screen capping criticism and being like, I can't believe this person doesn't like what I say. Aren't they stupid people? 
I mean, that's Weird. why I, I don't want anyone from SNL on my newlywed game. Yeah, to keep I them away. That's a, yeah, get 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 ABC, get Fox, just stay away from it. Just no NBC involvement. 30 Rock can go away, just stay away from there. Don't go head down there in New York. I mean, to be fair, if we are getting Mo Keshner... <laughs> And we, I mean, like, if we're going that route, if we're going to Tosh and Mosh, we, we, <laughs> I don't think this is clearly an NBC-focused show. Yeah, this is probably, what network? Let's see. It, like, it would Comedy be Central. You can always yeah, think that's, what, that's what I was thinking. It wasn't, um, what was the Jimmy Carr game show? Distraction. Distraction. I liked that one. I love that show, too. That was a British game show, and they imported it there. Yeah, um, it's owned by Fremontle, who owns like The Price Is Right and all these shows. Oh wow, okay, okay. So it had some like big backing kind yeah. of. Yeah, and it's like wow, that same network that gives you like here's the luxury new car, here's Jimmy Carr going, look at his fabulous new car. Now we're gonna smash its headlights. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Distraction was a pretty fun show. It's just, uh, oh man, there, there's so much we can go into. The, finally, at least you admit that was Jimmy Carr. Every single time I bring up Distraction, people thought that's Ricky Gervais. No way. <laughs> it's no, that's not Ricky. <laughs> it's not Ricky. No, Jimmy Carr's a little better. Like, I don't know what Jimmy Carr's been up to lately, but I uh, like the it's... fix. Eight out of 10 cats does countdown. Oh, okay. Uh, so still the big fat quiz of the year recently, hmm. which we just did okay. the episode. So <laughs> perfect timing. Oh, that's right. With Rocco. Yes. Rocco that's right. Yeah. I was listening to that today. So he's still doing great, and then like people love that eight out of ten cats does countdown because countdown is it it because I don't know I know Americans don't really know about countdown, but it's like basically like a Scrabble game. Like there's nine letters, pick the longest word out of these nine tiles. Like you all get the same tile rack, come with the longest word, and then there's a okay. game where you do a math equation. Like using these six tiles, come up oh, with I'd this be... target number. Jesus, so it's just spelling say. and it's just math. And yeah, that's okay. That's fine. That's like a perfect little tea time puzzle kind of game to play with your with grandparents. But it's now, you know, what if we put this on at like 10 p.m. and get Jimmy Carr to host it and make it provocative? <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing with the newlywed game. It's a thing with Family Feud. It's like horn- they want to pepper in that little bit of horniness to these games. <laughs> it gets really horny and very silly as well. And great. <laughs> Recipe reviews XLs, man. That's why the newlywed game, they're just like, oh my, I, I would love, 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 love to like sit in on a 1960s like family that was watching the newlywed <laughs> game back then just to see their reaction. Like they'd be like, oh my, like they're so scandalous on television these days. <laughs> That's pretty much what would, it was. I know. I would love to hear someone's reaction because it, because like all of those people are like older now, or they were old then, and or you know younger people then were like now, old people so now. So assume tw- like at the very least, like they got they got married in their mid twenties, so like twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Plus fifty plus years. That means they're seventy five right now. Yeah, there's the the you know the golden age or the the, the golden uh, weds. Yeah, the uh, the original casts or the original contestants still are out there. Should still be alive, most of them. And just see them go like, yep. I was the one that said, uh, do you think my husband is quite the whopper in bed? (laughs) He's the whopper at the whoopee. Do you think, uh, how, 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 like, uh, statistically, do you think these couples are staying together? You think they're staying together for the most part? I would say a lot of them are. My my family, my parents are. I think a lot of them are, even the ones that tanked royally. It would only be ones where it was something very personal. Oh, yeah. 
Like which one of your boyfriends, which one of your husbands, which in sex, one of the, mm-hmm. those questions, if that was wrong, could have irked right. in the wrong way. Yeah. I'd just be so interested in that. Um, Anecdotally, my parents still together 32 years. And you, you had the prize to prove it. <laughs> Yeah, they the it's funny too. I think I had mentioned it, uh, maybe just in the chat of some stream or something like that, where I was just like, you know, it's funny because it's the newlywed game my parents won. I was like, I wonder would I exist if my parents didn't win the newlywed game? Now that that's the question, right? Or or would I even exist if this show never existed? You know, like butterfly effect status. <laughs> I'm all, like I was just like, oh my god! I never thought of that before. It was like bringing that up. Like, In an alternate universe, your parents screwed up on the newlywed game, right? Yeah, there's like some weird you know, parallel dimension where that Italian Jack and Kate live. <laughs> and I would, I don't exist in that one. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to uh, anime. I suppose I'm Jordan Haas. We're talking anime. <laughs> simulation. I suppose. <laughs> Hey, shake and bakey. You're you're this is the first time you're here. Yeah, and we're near the end of the show, obviously, because we talked about revivals. We had so much fun. You can buy board games, all the sorts of fun stuff. But uh, there's a speed round for you. I love this. I love speed rounds. So in this speed round, there's five questions, and you have sixty seconds to answer all five questions. Okay. For each question you get right, you get one free plug. Okay, and I've been accumulating a lot of things to plug, so I need to get this right. All righty. Six seconds on the clock. Let's do this. Best place to get married? Disneyland. Strangest, uh, best flavor of White Claw? Ooh, lime. Strangest place you ever had sex? Oh, boy. Um, uh, Backseat of my car, probably. I'm not very adventurous. Favorite season of the year? Favorite season of the year? Fall, man. That's my birthday. Favorite Donkey Kong Country character? Oh, I gotta go Lanky Kong. Lanky, got all five. I did. Okay, hell yeah. Oh man, I love you, Kong for sure. <laughs> Lanky though, really? That's the. He's, he has no style. He has no grace. And this Kong has a funny face. It does. I mean, like it's great. It's not candy, so I mean, like that's my least favorite Kong. Oh, you don't like Candy Kong? Just something about those pigtails, and then like let's just to make it even more feminized, like just like make sure the big feet Kong Donkey Kong has like painted toenails too, just to add yeah. more to it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. That is a little awkward for a, a Kong. I'm, I'm not saying I'm a cranky Kong kind of guy. Just I think I'm more of a Diddy. I think Diddy because he's more. Of I a almost fun went Diddy because he's an adventurer. He's an adventurer guy. You get the little peanut gun too, and the jetpack. That's fun. All right. You got five plugs. What would you like to plug? Anything goes. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, I, I guess first and Twitter, Twitter, Shake and Bakey, as you had said. I'm, I'm done Shake and Bakey on a lot of stuff, but for second, I'll say I'm on Twitch. Uh, and I stream occasionally on there. Uh, shake and Bakey on there. Shake and Bake Y. And uh, I guess third, I will plug the Burn After Noticing podcast, which I can say that we will have you on in a future episode coming you know, up very if it, soon. If it, something I learned from when you're being a spy is you oh, got to yeah. figure out. <laughs> That's good. Like, honestly, you, you have that vo- uh, 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 like, um, tone when, of voice. Burn notice is when, when you're discharged from being a spy and they leave you there with nothing to your name. <laughs> 
no job, no credit, no, you had no job history. It's, oh man. Yeah, it's fun. We talk about me and uh, Flair, uh, Thick Flair TTV. He could be my fourth plug. I'll fourth plug Thick Flair. Um, but we, uh, we are watching through the USA Network show from 2007, Burn Notice. None of, neither of us had seen it. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you about your history with Burn Notice as well, and um, I I might have a little speed round of my own actually on that episode. I will tease. Are you going to hand over a, a, a jigsaw puzzle or a crossword <laughs> puzzle? You will get the key to your Burn Notice if you're able to get through all questions. You can find out who burned you. Uh, that's a little tough. <laughs> it's gonna be, hey, you know, what? prepare. You gotta, you gotta study. You were already doing it. We were watching a few uh, episodes of Burn Notice, I think. So, you're, I think you're gonna be prepared. <laughs> you're gonna have one final plug. I have one final plug, and I, I don't have too much going on other outside of that. I feel like I guess I'll plug BugCon, um, just because that's coming up, and I, I think if a panel slot exists next month, uh, when I'm able to afford it again, uh, I'll probably snatch that up. So I might have a panel there. So you know, if you want to see me and high five me or whatever, BugCon. I don't know where it's going to be now. That's kind of up in the air, but Bug sometime Con is in held June, every year in Burbank. Yeah, and it could there could be a snag in the simulation, but we'll find out there. Just you know, stay tuned to that BugCon official Twitter. But Bug yeah, Con I guess that'll be fifth and final. That's it, and I guess also continue donating to Bernie Sanders' campaign near the home stretch of this primary season. Let's get to it. Yes, Jack. That's I think Jack is about to ten thousand donated. I haven't checked. Oh, no, in. that means he has to do an SNL packet. No, yeah, I saw. <laughs> A sarcastic one, though. He has to sincerely do it at 15, but I think it's good if, like, if it would be cool if they made 15K, but honestly, I want to hear what his sarcastic panel or packet would be. <laughs> so, so don't get to 15. Spend the other 5,000 on just directly through the Acapulco website. Yes, wait until the stream ends and then continue to donate after that, but just get up right to like 14.99 or 9.99. And then, and then call it a day. <laughs> and call it a day. Wait till the stream ends. We'll Just take a little break. <laughs> I will see you all at BugCon eventually, whenever that is. <laughs> it'll it'll happen. It's real, folks. It's real. I've been there. It's it's exists and it'll continue to exist, probably. Hopefully, other unless I have a say in it. You you're gonna turn. You're gonna you're gonna crash BugCon party and uh, and be. You're gonna plunge it into the depths of chaos and turn it into a cool game show. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, what, I'm not the bug, Judas. That's right. We still haven't figured them out yet. I'm somewhere out there. But I may or may not have canceled the the Marriott. Oh shit! Okay, so the, you're gonna you're gonna take down the Marriott. So interesting developments. Jacob, Biggie, thank you so much for stopping by. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, it's a great show. I love game shows. I mean. It's funny, we talked about the Newlywed Game Show, but I was like thinking of so many more, and I was like, dude, I can bring up so many other yeah, games. Yeah, we'll come I back love next it. time. We got it. I love it. I have a, yeah, I, as we were talking Street Smarts, I was thinking, I was like, man, I sometimes I was like, maybe I should have done that, but I had to stick to Newlywed Game because I do have that history with it. So thank you for letting me tell the tale. Thanks again to Shake and Bakey for stopping by. Uh, fun fact, actually, right after this uh, this interview, because we were still watching uh, Jack Allison's truck stream, uh, he raised sixteen thousand dollars to the Bernie Sanders campaign. So, uh, congratulations to Jack for his uh, 
long time trucking and thanks to anybody who showed up to donate to either shake and bakey's or jack's uh campaign while they played video games online to raise money to a to a presidential candidate that i endorse i i there you go joe rogan can do it i can do it too right that's how it works i feel like i'm leeching off the guy though oh well uh yes there have been some uh relationships ending in divorce after the show but it's not that big of a rate, uh, at least not the, from what we're trying to gather. I don't have the exact details, um, but some couples still remain together, um, and uh, they're still been around today. Uh, so there is some much of. But so earlier in the introduction, I was brought up a lot of game show people. Um, so yeah, we brought because in the '80s version. The uh, the the one that was with Paul Rodriguez, yeah, there was all sorts of different people. Jim Lang was a guest host once. You had a Gary Kroger in the '90s, 2000s, Carney Wilson. Uh, then you had narrators, a lot of iconic narrators. Uh, besides Scott Beach uh, and uh, Johnny Jacobs, you had Rod Roddy be a, an announcer for for Newlywed Game. You had Charlie O'Donnell and Bob Hilton. Uh, John Kramer, which was kind of that voice that you remember in like the 2000s. And then in the last recent version was Randy West. Uh, in the most recent version, the executive producer was uh, Vincent Rubino, who is now working on $100,000 Pyramid. Michael Davies uh, was in charge from 2009 to 2013, Michael Davies being of millionaire fame. So there's all sorts of these connections going on. The 88 version was Scott Sternberg. Uh, who does a lot of game shows. He did Catch-21, he did the Quiz Kids Challenge, Will 2000 and Jep, and he also directed uh, Everything Goes. But <laughs> I don't know when we're going to be talking about that one. Uh, we're not that horny on the show, or are we? I don't know. Um, but a Newlywed Game is such an iconic game show. Uh, I still think my... I still want to see a version repeat. Considering our YouTube viral campaigns, it feels like this is ripe to see like a primetime revival on an nbc or abc uh, or just back in daytime but um it has to be network i don't think it should be a gsn anymore but who knows i i it it goes to show you the iconic nature of the show the the bickering that's that that right amount of maury trash talk that everyone loves and it's just a feel-good, funny show that I sometimes like to just re-watch sometimes just to have a few laughs. And, and I recommend you guys watch it, too. It's, such a, it's a classic game show. Uh, now it's time for the 110-part series exploring every pricing game from The Price is Right. This is The Pricing Game Spotlight. Gallery game. Premiere date, September 10th, 1990, 7701D. Finale date, April 11th, 1991. They can't all be winners, folks, but look, this is an easy one. Basically, it was like a line or a dot, and you had to fill in the blank. I'm going to get some chips and just, uh, it's okay. I mean, like, I know you you can't really respond to this, but, you know, I'm, like, a little hungry right now. I mean, like, talking about all these pricing games and game shows, I just, just kind of just, you know, it makes me a little hungry, so. 
so let me just uh, eat some real quick. I hope I, I really hope I'm not bothering you with this. I'm so sorry. Okay. So, gallery game. Gallery game is a game where a contestant paints a number and the price to complete it. That's the game. That's 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 it. Um, contestant was shown the prize, and it's a painting featuring a prize. It's just like a nice painted picture of the prize that you're about to win. Uh, and then below it is the price of the prize. Three digits are completed by a paint. Uh, a fourth digit is is not complete. The contestant gets some fake paint and must paint the rest of the prize. Paint the digit uh, while some like music plays in the background that makes it seem more like masterpiece theater. Get it? Like masterpiece theater was a big thing in the '90s. So, <sighs> all right, so. The partial fourth digit usually had a distinguishing mark completed uh, in order to reduce the field of possible guesses, such as a horizontal line on the top, meaning it could be a five or a seven, uh, or or an unfinished uh, side piece that could be an eight or a three, for instance. Eight or three, seven or five. Uh, I don't know what else is there. Uh, uh, you could do a, a, a one or a four. Or maybe a seven. Um, anyway, uh, gallery game was played twenty-four times. It ended with a win-loss record of nine fifteen. Of fifteen, that means fifteen losses, nine wins. This is believed to contribute to its retirement. Um, hey, this is fun. Oh, this game was the first to premiere in the nineties. It was also the first pricing game to be retired in the decade. So congrats. Not only was it the first game, it also was the worst game. You never know what to expect, right? Um, Stan Blitz's book uh, lists gallery game as Masterpiece, which was its name used while the game was in development. They developed this game. They had to go through playtesting, and they still made it, and it still didn't work out so well. Anyway, like 10 chances in check game, Gallery Game is about writing a number to win a prize. Got it? That's it. That's Gallery Game. I really got nothing else. It only got played 24 times. It was a 90s game. It sucks. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep eating chips now. Uh, next time on Pricing Game Spotlight... <laughs> There's chips in my mouth. Next time in Pricing Game Spotlight, we're going to go to the swap meet. Because it's called swap meet. Alright, we're not we're not gonna review Jeopardy. I just wanna play that because it's nice thinking music because this is like the wind down period. Normally we'd be reviewing a game show or or just like just promoting stuff, but we're we're at the end here. Uh and I, I will be honest, we're like this is like the last episode of January. We're going to enter February next. We have a whole lot of game shows to be talking about uh this week. Uh, I have a lot of guests lined up for 
this month and next month, and we're going to try and get a whole lot of things done. Coming up is, we are a few weeks away from my birthday. I just realized that, uh, March 1st, so after this month, four weeks, it's going to be the birthday month, and it's going to be great. Um, I'm still recovering from a cold, uh, so some of the next videos might sound a little, videos, podcasts, are going to sound a little weird. You're going to sound like this, um, <clears throat> so sorry about that. Uh, I, I've been very sleep-deprived depri- uh, for, a, for a bit, uh, a lot of personal stuff going behind the scenes as well, um, but we have a video lined up on Patreon real soon, so uh, get excited for that. Um, not only that, we have... Uh, we we're getting a lot of recordings done this week and maybe next week and week before. We're gonna try and get as many uh, guests as we can to do this podcast. We have a lot of ideas down the pike of what to do. But what game shows do you want me to talk about? Let us know on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Game Shows Podcast. Yeah, I, I have a Facebook and it's just Game Shows Podcast. I am on Twitter at Jordha, J-O-R-D-H-A, and we are on Spotify, we are on Google Play, we are on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, please uh, give us a happy rating. Uh, if there's a comment section, let me know what game shows you want to talk about there. I always check constantly, and then I get frowny faces when people say it's not good. Um, <laughs> but no, it's fine. Um, and uh, we, we really want to talk about more game shows uh I, it's just a real juggle right now but uh so far we have done one episode a week every week uh no holding back yet so stay tuned next week for another great game show i suppose but before we end the night i gotta plug patreon.com slash haas we have a video coming up we also have a podcast called honest haas where i give thoughts that aren't game shows related there but over on my discord uh, a friend of mine odd wrath had a question and it's game show related and that's why i'm going to talk about it here in the last part of the segment uh it was a it's like a joke question but it, it also is a good answer uh do, do certain cooking shows count as game shows and considering the artificiality of a lot of game shows would you say that you could learn any cooking lessons from these cooking game shows uh half asleep tired question i apology if anything it's a good question that's a really good good question um I think it depends on the game show. A lot of Food Network shows lately have been less about the recipes and how these foods is created and more about the drama factor of the judging and the gameplay mechanics. Like, think something like Cutthroat Kitchen, you're not going to really learn how to make food from, but it's an entertaining show. Something like Chopped, it's an interesting because it's a box of stuff and then make something out of it. Uh, supermarket Steakout, you're not really going to learn a recipe. Guys, Grocery Game is the same. Um... Iron Chef, you're going to learn maybe a few techniques here and there. Um, but the only thing I ever really learned on these Food Network shows is really just ingredients. In the word creme fraiche, in the word deconstructed, you don't really get recipes from these shows. However, however, Great British Bake Off, I mean, you just learn different like cool things. And they do like sell that cookbook uh, full of different recipes from the show. Um, I think usually it's the, uh, the technical challenge recipes are usually in those books. Um, but, uh, if I had to actually give a suggestion here, if you wanted to see a show that was teaching you how to cook stuff, how to make things, I recommend you look up old episodes of this game show called ready, steady cook. 
in BBC, or if you want to go the Food Network route, Ready, Set, Cook. Um, but Ready, Set, Cook is the one I'm going to go with because it's such a, a nice, clever concept. It is two teams, a, a red tomato team and a green pepper team, and uh, the, there is a chef, and then there's a civilian contestant, like like a home cook. And they're a team, a team of two versus a team of two. And the home cook uh, gets $10 or five pounds to uh, go to a supermarket and grab whatever ingredients they want to cook with. So a chicken breast, a steak, a lamb, whatever. Uh, and then any sort of pseudo ingredients such as pineapples, vegetables, what whatever works. And then using this the limited budget and then the chef's ingenuity, they come up with a course deal such as like an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. And they have to do it in under 20 minutes. And that is kind of – and there's a time crunch there and there's an ingenuity crunch, but it's like a dinner for one or dinner for two and it's a di- and it's different styles, different designs and even though it's like a quote-unquote cooking contest and the price is only like 100 pounds um, but what works is they're showing you the ingredients they're showing you what they're going to do with the ingredients they are helping out with the ingredients they're telling you the technical ability to make these foods and then like the host is always asking questions like if you don't have like cashews can almonds work can this do and they're like, yeah, this could work, and if especially with this. And it becomes like a talk show in addition to a game show, in addition to a cooking competition show. There is no, uh, there is a time crunch, but it's played more towards the because it's live, and this plays more like a demo. Anyone who's ever been to like a Sir La Table or or any sort of cooking class knows what a demo is. They show the food, how to make the food. And then they they present it to you, and they expect you to figure out how to make that yourself. That's kind of what most of these Ready, Steady, Cook episodes are. It's like a demo featuring these ingredients, and it's very astonishing what they can make with like 12 ingredients in a limited time space with a limited budget. And then what works is if you go to the BBC website, they actually have the recipes for how to make the food. So you you don't really lose out on anything. And that is one of the rare game shows I enjoy. Now, that's also what's kind of going to irk me going into this Ryland Clark Neal Ready Steady Cook. Because he doesn't have a chef mind. He's a he's a personality. And something tells me they could totally butcher this show up and make it a dramatic Iron Chef type game show. Which they shouldn't. The purpose of Ready Steady Cook was kind of a laid back casual light entertainment in the mid-afternoon hey you can go to the grocery store pick up the same ingredients it'll be about the same price and then cook the food and then make the same dish like that's kind of what the purpose was so it was cheap and fast which is kind of what you want to do when you're making food and the chefs there were not screaming at each other they're not antagonistic they're being light, they're being quirky, they're being funny, and they're trying to basically make the show their own. Like, this is their own personal cooking show with a presenter and a home cook to help, kind of like a Mr. Wizard. And it, it's lighthearted and it's fun. And that was kind of the kind of cooking shows I kind of grew up watching that I kind of enjoy, and that's why it kind of like, oh, I can see why this is a game show. Because it's kind of like a star search. It's a talent base, and it's a judgment rule to win the prize. Um, 
and also there's a few recipes there. And I once uh, I once uh, made a uh, a fried chicken from Ready Steady Cook uh, because it was of course you get flour and cream, but it was kind of like um, the secret was it was uh, they had some Tabasco sauce. And then they also had, uh, I believe it was, uh, it was, it wasn't uh, panko breadcrumbs. It was like, uh, I think it was like croutons, and it was just like crunching up croutons instead, and it worked. Uh, so, so I do enjoy that show. I do learn a little, a little bit of things there. The show ended, and uh, there's no Food Network version, but those, that's the kind of show where my head goes when I think of a cooking competition series. I know modern day they think Iron Chef, they think Chopped. And Chopped is a good show. It's a puzzle. And Iron Chef is Iron Chef. But uh, when it comes to culinary food, I think Ready, Steady, Cook. And I recommend that to anyone who um, is thinking of cooking or thinks game shows with recipes and cooking. Because some of those old episodes still hold up. Um, That's going to do it for us this week. I'm going to try and and not get woozily on cough medicine and uh, take a big sleep. I hope you uh, have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll be back next time, hopefully right on time. Hopefully nothing bad happens this week. Um, and we'll have a lot of fun. So um, hope you have fun. I'm going to try not get sick. I'm going to try and get sleep. Hope you get sleep. Hope you have a great night. And join me next week for another great game show, I suppose. Until then, big smooch. Mwah!